Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We are back with Mary Gugesberg, our MKG parent coach and friend and woman of the hour. She's here today, and I know we're going to have another great conversation because she's helping so many families, parents, children out there like me, like you, like all of us. Welcome back, Mary. How are you? Good, good. And it's great to see you today, too. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you for being here and for new time listeners. Always good to reestablish a little bit about what MKG is and what you do as a parent coach, and then we'll lead into uh, today's discussion. Love it. And again, thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be with you. So MKG Parent Coach, it's my joy to support parents, caregivers, grandparents, really in that parenting role of helping them bring mindfulness, kindness, and gratitude to every parenting situation. Because you know what? I'm pretty sure your kids didn't come home with an instruction book and mine sure didn't. So um, it's great to know that we can, you know, be vulnerable and ask for support. Yeah, it's true. We all need some of that. And what got you involved in coaching? Just a little bit about your background. What made you become a parenting coach expert? Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, it was, I was a parent educator for many years and it was parents coming up after those one hour, 45 minute sessions going, helpful information, now what? And they wanted that support, that one-on-one support to really take that message and apply it into their own lives. Kind of that support in their back pocket. So I meet with clients virtually from all over the world. We do a one hour coaching session and we just walk through the parenting challenges and celebrations because there's great things that happen in raising kids, right? And it's having that circle of care to help give you strategies to walk through. I can't, I can't get my kiddo to go to sleep at night. I need help with screens. I need help with managing the family schedule, whatever is coming up so that parents have those tools to show up for their loved ones. Beautiful. And Mary, what did you have in mind for us today for our listeners and viewers to follow along with? Yeah. So we're going to just talk about sleep and how sleep plays into our kiddos' health and our health. Right? Yeah. yeah so I, what I would was thinking is, is we would start just, we've all heard this, the old saying, you know, sleep is the best medicine. Yeah. And I, you know, when I think when we think of that, we immediately think of their physical bodies and how many hours a night does our, do our kiddos need? And we think of it that way, but we forget the importance of that emotional health, that it really does play into the body and brain, those cognitive functions. I actually had a doctor one time, so I remember I was doing parent education and this physician was talking with me after the session and he goes, I appreciate what you're doing. There are so many parents that think their kiddo needs medication. As soon as we start unpacking the schedule, he's like, I want to start you on tracking your kiddo's sleep. Mm. And why he brought that up to me is when we have reduced sleep, it impacts those that frontal lobe. That's, that's the area where it regulates our thoughts and actions. And then that reduced sleep is a connection to that mental health. And it has increases the concerns of anxiety, depression, and even ADHD. Mm. I don't know. It was just fascinating when this physician shared this with me. And I was like, oh, that's that's just so enlightening. No, it is for sure. And, you know, I when I was 
Oh, did you have a question, my dear? No, I mean, but sleep in general. I mean, there's ancient, like, there's studies about this, all right, the importance of sleep. And we've, we know the benefits of sleep. Well, not everybody knows. They might hear them. And, but we're going to review some of that today with you. But I want to, yeah, I want to remind everyone. I can tell you one thing. My son, who's eight, he doesn't get enough sleep. He has the worst cranky, comes home, not does not want to work, does not want to go to school, does not want to do sports. He needs to be in bed by 8.30. If he's not, you could see the change in his behavior, which lasts all day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and then just think of yourself, right? How do we feel yep. if we get a good night's sleep versus a not restful or if we're going to sleep with the stress of our jobs or the stress of something happening in our kiddos' lives and just... How do I let that go so that I can rest to show up as my best self? Yeah. So challenging. Um, I came across a study from Berkeley that when they were doing research on that importance of deep sleep, and it is truly a natural inhibitor to anxiety. And a good night's rest is what reduces the activity in the amygdala, which is the emotions hub, right? So when we experience a sleepless night, that means my amygdala has to work even harder. And that can cause up to a 30% increase in anxiety level. So when we're sleep deprived, I know it was shocking when I read this. Wow. Um, and so when we're sleep deprived, that means my body and brain, now it's gonna lean on adrenaline to help keep me awake and alert. So now I think about our kiddos in the school day. Yeah. And then, well, little kiddo, why can't you sit still? Or high schooler, why can't you focus in this class? Well. Their eyes are barely staying awake and it's not, it may not be because the content isn't of interest. It's because their brain has just been supercharged in staying awake for the last three classes. And here you are hour four and I'm, I'm spent. My, my adrenaline is just diffused. I, I'm, it, it's running on empty. Yeah. So I think what's helpful is how many hours a night does, is recommended for each age. So, babies, those four to 12 month old. And this is all research from the um, American Academy of Sleep Institute. So young, little, little, littles, right? Four to 12 months old, they recommend that 12 to 15 hours of sleep. That obviously includes naps. And then we have the one to two year olds, 11 to 14 hours, again, including naps. Three to five, that 10 to 13 hours of sleep a night with naps. Now, this is the age that you and I are, our kiddos are there, right? Well, mine are past there, but um, six to 12 year olds, so school age. How many hours a night do you think they recommend? Not what your kids get, but what they recommend. 10? Yeah, that's awesome. That's right in the average. Um, nine to 12, exactly. Love it. And then our middle and high schoolers, uh, 13 to 18 year olds, that's that eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. Wow. So. I know, pause and just think of their schedules and think of activities So there, whether it's extracurricular, sports, band, what time do they rise? What time do they work out? What time are they getting their homework done? Oh, and then we have faith community activities and we have family activities. I mean, even me saying it is making me tired. So yeah, so if you're concerned and you're like, I don't know how to reprogram my family to really prioritize sleep, that is a great reason to reach out for me. I mean, that's what a parent coach does is we really help strategize and create that routine. 
and you know the importance of sticking to your routine some parents say well oh my goodness how do we do it we have sports we have this we have there's different nights and you know that's the the normal parent life now it's a little different we all can't get to bed the same time every night and that's partially to do with you know the sports the extracurricular activities but then the schools want you to participate in those things so they say the sports are good for you they're good for you know to the, the learning how to work with a team and having friends and but it's so overwhelmingly confusing where it's like how do you know your balance and your limits yeah yeah and i don't know i think every family is an individual here right and each family is going to have their own values and priorities around this and again that's another great strategy of why it's important to hang out with a parent coach so that we can really walk through like when i start my coaching sessions we start with what are your family values and then i have this little worksheet that everyone in the family goes through and I have to share one client, their kiddo said, I love our family because we value fun. I mean, how like, that is just heartwarming to me to think this kiddo, I think he was 10 or 11 years old. And I'm like, we all should be saying that. We all should say, I just want to hang out with my family because they're fun. Yeah, not everybody could say that. Right. Yeah. But again, having it, who would have even shine, shown a light on that if this parent hadn't reached out and said, you know, I just want to walk through some situations with my kiddo. And that's like I said, that's where I start in coaching is family values. And then we build our whole foundation from there. So one value is sleep. And I will tell you that was a, and it continues to be an important value for my family. So much so that my kids would be like, we're the only kids who have bedtime. We're the Uh... only ones who have a curfew. But, but physically my kids didn't have ailments as often as some of their peers who knows what was in the air right it could be anything but we know that when you get good sleep that does play into your immunity so some other things that could interrupt sleep and i love that you called out you know the schools and and we as parents we want our kids involved in lots of things so it is figuring out how to have that healthy balance so some things could be our we, we all, caffeine, or if you're an adult, alcohol before bed, that really interrupts sleep. Sure does. It I does. drank too much a few weeks ago, and I haven't drank wine in a long time. And I went out and I said, I will never, ever do this again. I used to be able to drink two or three glasses. I had probably, probably three glasses, and I felt horrible the next day. It, slow to get up, uh, but up in the middle of the night, not feeling with a headache, the stomach ache, and all day the effects lasted. And I said wow, this does not do my body good. It's not as fun as I remember. Whoa, how about one glass? If that, it just, and as we age, it's your body's different. I'm not used to that, but it was, I ruined my whole day. And the food that I had wasn't even that good because I didn't feel good all day. You know, it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, but Jill, I think that leads into, we can celebrate relationships without alcohol. We can celebrate and just be together with the people we love and love us. And and, and again, if it means holding one glass, okay. I mean, I, I drink socially, so why not, right? I mean, it's just, but it is having that guidance to know, hey, this is going to interrupt and so that I feel good tomorrow or the next day. Some other things that interrupt sleep, um, strenuous activity right before bed. So. I love when you call out kiddos and sports. You know, sometimes ice time, I'm in Minnesota, right? Hockey is a big sport in, uh, in my state. 
And the best ice time for those older kids is 8, 9, 10 p.m. Well, how does your body coming down from that when you've just been physically? So they really do recommend morning workouts for us, right? That's when gets us awake and moving. We talked about meals. Um, also, screens and keeping screens out of the bedroom and using the sleeping room, using your bedroom for sleep. You know, no eating, no sleeping. I mean, no TV in the bedroom. And that really helps my brain go, this is a room. It helps that melatonin come in, right? This room is for sleep. And it's that opportunity. And I, I move to what we can do as parents is it's that opportunity to have that sleep routine. You know, what do we need to do to really have our brains get ready for taking a rest? And one thing I learned from a dear friend, she is a mindfulness coach, and she trained us on legs up the wall. Have you ever heard of this? No, no. Okay, and I've even practiced this with some of my clients and they, they'll message me and like, oh my gosh, my nine-year-old loved this. This is what, yeah. exactly what we need. So you, again, this can be done at any time of day, but it's really great right before bed. So you scooch your, your tush, your bottom as close to the wall as you can. And then you're sitting down, obviously, um, sitting on the floor. And then you swing your legs up and you just lay back with your legs in the air, thus legs in the air. And what this does is it just brings everything. It gets the blood flowing. It gets my brain into this state of calmness. And you don't have to do it for long, but it is such a reflective time that really does just, and there's lots of science behind it. I won't go into all of that, but it really is just that decompression time. Oh, and it's so good to decompress and to feel... And let me ask you this, though, on the, the, the other spectrum of that sleep, is is too much sleep detrimental? Is that harmful? Is there anything about saying too much sleep isn't good? Well, I would say too much of anything isn't good, right? Yeah. If you love only broccoli and water, too much. And we both know, we know both of those things are really important yeah. for us. But if you only eat broccoli and you only eat water, yeah, drink water. That's probably not as healthy as a balanced. So, yeah, it is. That's why I say support and having that routine having that opportunity for a family to come together and really how are we going to prioritize sleep in this family i like your question that's great Don't you know and sometimes it, huh? we think, yeah and sometimes we think oh well i'll just catch up on the weekend it doesn't work that way i mean yeah i might feel good but this past weekend i will tell you we didn't and we went to an event and i was up till 2 a.m well i am not a night person. I didn't, I felt okay on Saturday because this was Friday night. On Sunday, I was like, my husband looked at me and he's like, you are talking in almost like a foreign language because my words were all mumbled. And I said, it always happens when I don't get a good night's sleep. It doesn't show up the next day. For me, it shows up a day and a half later. Yeah. Weird. But you know, good night's sleep, um, Sunday night, Saturday and Sunday night. And here we are much better. Oh, it is. Yeah. Hold so on, hold on. But I was just going to ask you about this. What do you believe in or not? I mean, you, you know, melatonin yeah. comes naturally, but what about over-the-counter melatonin pills? I mean, my nephew takes some five milligrams, but is that okay? Okay. You know, I would say that's a, that's a physician question, and I would definitely talk with your physician because I think one thing I would do 
possibly be for medication is track your sleep. I went to bed at this time and this is my wake time or this is how many times I woke up last night. And I think that helps us have a better understanding of what can I do? So that's what we were talking about. What can we do to create that healthy routine? Thus starting with legs up the wall or we did I did I tell you about a breath activity at this time? Um, uh, Don't recall. Well, I can't remember if we talked about it in other episodes. Um, Everybody has had so many conversations. I'm like, I don't remember. I'm sorry. And I love giving families coping tools, right? So we always have our hands with us. And this is an easy one. And kids love this one is you just trace your fingers and you inhale. So inhale as you go up and then you exhale. Inhale and then exhale. Inhale and exhale. And you can do it multiple times. I know, I'm guessing you've heard people do box breathing, right? Where they just yeah. inhale for four counts, exhale for four counts, inhale for four counts, and you just draw this box. Breath activities just really help everything slow down, brings us back into that present moment. Yeah, so helpful. Mindful breathing is, it's when we talked about self-care a few weeks ago, breathing is just, we have to do it no matter what, right? But being intentional with our breath. Yeah. It just really helps us be present. Mm-hmm. Trying, yeah. trying. I just had a hernia surgery yesterday, so my, my groin is a little sore. So I'm like, breathing right now is a little tough for me, but I'll get back into the groove eventually. Yeah. Well, sending we, you a virtual hug. Oh, thank you. And just <laughs> remind us, Mary, how do we contact you? Yeah, so one thing, you know, we're talking about setting up a sleep routine, and how do we do that? Next time, we're going to talk about empowered conversations. And when we talk about what we can do as parents to help really be this model mm-hmm. is having that sleep routine. Yeah. And it could be when our kids are little and they want to snuggle with us at night or as they get older and we're going to go have these conversations, these not a check in. How was your day? Not a um, what was happening? How did you how did you do on that test? versus that, I call them empowered conversations. And if you need help with that, that's when I would love for you to connect with me. And that, there's multiple ways. You can visit my website, MKG Parent Coach, mkgparentcoach.com. You can email me, Mary, and it's spelled M-E-R-R-I, at parentcoach.com. And follow me, I'm on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, I have a private Facebook group, which is that literally um, internal support group that they would call it our parenting village. LinkedIn, I'm on pretty much a few, quite a few of the social platforms as well. And what do you love most about your job? What do you love? You probably don't consider it a job, you love it, but like, what, what is it about becoming a parent coach is like the best part for you? Is seeing the aha moment in my clients. Or when they come back and they're like, hey, we tried that strategy and this is what we learned. And it might have been something that stuck to the wall and it worked for their family. Or maybe it was like, we tweaked it just like this and then it worked. Because every family is unique. And every family has their own challenges and struggles and successes. And that's what I love about coaching is just being that shoulder to shoulder. let, Let me be that support for you. I love it. I love it. But we still have more time to talk. We're not out of time yet. What else is on your list? Sorry, I don't want to have it in front of me. I love it. No worries. So a couple of other things that really we can do as parents when it comes to the sleep routine and sleep schedule is we have to model. 
we really do have to model the importance of sleep for us. So, hey, kiddo, we're all going to go to bed tonight at this time because this is what's happening in our day tomorrow. Or, wow, we all had a really full, we had this fun activity today. Let's prioritize sleep tonight so we can tell people about it tomorrow. So that modeling, reading, I think reading before bed and reading a tangible book. Um, we go back to that blue light study, right? And we need to have screen free where a book is the best way to still engage with your loved ones. Even if we've done things, even where all four of us, I have a son and a daughter, we've all read the same book at the same time. And then that's dinner conversation. Or when we've traveled, that's the, we've done audible and listened to a book together. And I remember one year, my we were on a family vacation and my son was, he's like running back to the car and he's like, like what, you're excited to get in the car again? We have X number of hours to go. He's like, we have to do the book. <laughs> so isn't that great? And That's you get to awesome. celebrate that together. Yeah. So yeah, again, I think the best thing is how do we have these conversations as a family, making this a priority as a family. So truly next time, I think we'll dive a little deeper into what does it mean to have an empathetic conversation? How do we have, I call them empowered conversations, compassionate conversations. How do we really hear and listen to everyone in the family? Yeah, it's a lot to listen and to mm-hmm. learn and how and what. But it seems like you have everything together. Was everything always together for you when your kids were growing up? Well, that's so great. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, let's see. The, the the biggest challenge is what you and I talked about last time was screens. Screens were always a tense subject in our family. Um, we came to a family agreement, though, of the tech-free spaces. So even to this day, I have now young adults. When they come home, our phones are not at the dinner table. Our phones, we have tech-free time. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took time. And we all slept with our devices since we're talking about sleep. And my husband and I still do. We we only two that live in our house now, we still charge our devices in the same central space where our kiddos did too all those years ago. So yeah, sleep, uh, well, screens. Screens was the most challenging thing. And then finding balance in that, all those extracurricular commitments. Yeah. And now today with screens, so it's even worse, I think, because now they have the watches, they stay on the hand, they have, it's like always at your, uh, and then everything with school is now on the tablet, on it, so they need their phones and their tablets, it's just like, like, I wonder what problems they're going to have, like, with their necks, like I told you, my son has a neck problem from the summer being on the iPad, I took him to the doctor, his neck was down all summer on the iPad, and he strained his neck, he's got muscle strain, they told him to go to like a special, uh, get a medical massage, I'm like, what? But how is this affecting us in our hands of typing, and it's just, there's a lot of things we don't see yet coming from this, and then let alone the eye, the the blue screen, Mm -hmm. the everyone's vision, how is that going, yeah? Yep, yeah, and I would just say when you're talking about how do we handle all this, It's a great reason that you would work with a coach, right? A coach is going to help you have, one, the conversations, and two, the strategies. One thing I also enjoy is when I get to role play with with the client. So you be the kid, I'll be the parent, and then vice versa. And we really do unpack. Well, my kid's only going to slam the door, and this is... So then we get to, okay, well, how are we going to walk into this? What are we going to do so that we can show up with that love and care and have those conversations to care for all oh thank you all right so to sum up today we learned sleep is important yes habit routine what else got 
Yeah. And how to have those conversations around making it an important value for the whole family. Oh, thank you. And if we want to work with a parent coach like yourself, how does it work to do this? What type of packages do you offer? How much time do you recommend? Give us a little bit of a breakdown if you can. Yeah, I what I have found is um, I have a three month program. So 12 sessions. And that's fabulous. Though a lot of parents like to tip their toe in and they just want to try. So I have a six week package as well. And we meet once every other week so that we'll talk about what's happening and then we unpack you get to go live it and then we unpack it the next call and i i have strategies we, again we talk about those family values yeah five love languages how do we show up and be that voice of care in all situations for our kiddo oh thank you so much and if we want to reach out to m to you at mkg parent coaching how do we do so yeah so again jump on my website mkgparentcoach.com. I have a schedule link right there. Jump in for a call. Let's just learn what's happening so we can celebrate and walk through those challenges together and make see if we're a good fit for each other. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, to all of our listeners, please stay Thank tuned. You. We'll have more coming up after the break. And are we on again next week? Yes, we got awesome. each other next week. Any, Empowered any, conversations. I was going to say, any, any tip? All right, we'll, we'll, I'm yeah. sure it'll be empowering. Thank you so much. Have yes. a great day, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org caregiving or call one 877 333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.